What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host. Today, we have a special guest with us, Dr. Joel Richards. He's the owner of Doc Healthcare. That's the new name, right? That's it, yeah. Doc Healthcare is here in the Bryan College Station area, but also they recently expanded to Waco. And as of this week, yeah, the Woodlands, yeah. which is right outside of Houston. Um, and yeah, Joel, thanks for coming on to the podcast. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. Just looking forward to kind of see where our conversation goes. Yeah. Um, I love t- talking to other medical professionals. Um, and we just want to find out what we need to do to stay active, be healthy, live a long, active, healthy life. Right. So first, Joel, why don't you introduce kind of how, where you grew up, were you active? What kind of things did you do growing up? Yeah, so I grew up in Houston, actually. Um, as far as being active, I kind of was like, I guess your normal kid. I played sports. Mm-hmm. I was never really that great, to be honest. But I did enjoy playing sports. I wasn't overly active. Um, I was kind of an introvert. I like to play, you know, Star Wars figures and stuff by myself. But I did like to play sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was active to that degree. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in Houston. My dad was a police officer. Um, for 40 something years and retired about 10 years ago. Um, I have an older brother uh, who was usually a little bit better at sports than I was, which was terrible when you're a younger brother. Mm. Um, uh, But when I got out of high school, went to the Marines. So I had to be active whether I wanted to or not. Uh, So that really helped me kind of set a good foundation for the rest of my life. And I could see the importance of being active um, and have tried to um, stay active the rest of my life um, with, you know, certain challenges that come up and make it harder. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's kind of my story growing up and how active I was. Yeah, so you went in um, out of high school. You went to the Marines? Yeah, I was in the Marines for four years after okay. high school. Actually, about five days after I graduated. Okay. I went to the Marines, which is a wake-up call for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and I did that for four years. And then once I got out of the Marines, I uh, went to went to school, came up here and went to school at A&M. Um, and then after that, I went to uh, you know med school and did all that fun stuff. But Where did you go to med school? Went to med school in, in Fort Worth. Oh. Um, it was a great place. I'd never actually been to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I grew up in Houston, I'd never been to Fort Worth. And we really loved it. Uh, in fact, all things being equal, we may have even stayed there um, if we didn't have all of our family done in Houston. So, mm-hmm. um, went from there. And after that, we went to Tyler, Texas for three years for a family medicine residency. And then after Tyler, somehow ended up back in college station somehow yeah <laughs> wasn't looking for it promise it just you know it just ended up that way and now we're here we love it so yeah and you spent your undergrad here so there was definitely a little bit of a draw to come yes back here. some familiarity and and being in you know from houston and my wife uh her family's from tomball which is right outside of houston too so you know it was a good distance you know it wasn't next door uh but it wasn't too far um, yeah so it was a good distance <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, for the listeners, we 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 have had Erin Richards on, your wife. Yes, um, she was one of our earlier episodes, maybe episode three. Um, so go back and check that out if you want to hear more yes. about her, because she had a lot of stories to tell, um, not just about her, but about her family, about you, yes. and kind of how things went. But I wanted to get a little different perspective um, on you and your business, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But also, like, you know, why did you even get into medicine uh you were a marine right and then an aggie yeah and then you decided to go to med school up and and are you a do yes i'm okay. a do yeah so we went to school at what's yeah. the name of the school T-com, well it used to be T-com. called tcom i'm not sure what it's called. i think it's it's part of unt so okay um yeah uh those are great questions you know honestly growing up i wanted to be indiana jones it's 
probably about what I wanted to be. I definitely did not want to be a doctor. Who I mean, doesn't I, want to be Indian? Yeah, Jones. I mean, that was my lifelong dream was to be an Indiana Jones. So uh, definitely did not want to be a doctor. That has never even entered the picture. Um, it wasn't really until I was in the Marines. Uh, we would do, I was in the infantry, to be honest. And, and we would give classes to each other and do IVs, or at least we attempt to do IVs on each other. I mean, imagine, you know, 18 year old boys trying to do IVs on each other. It was, it was a circus for sure. <laughs> um, but I would always get, hang out some with our, our corpsman of, of our platoon who was the one who did the, the IVs. Mm -hmm. and, um, so I did have an interest at that time. And then when I got uh, up here to A&M, you know, I really realized you could do what you want to do. Uh, and so I kind of started looking into it more saying, hey, what do I need to do if, if I wanted to go to med school? We need to take these classes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's try them, see what happens. And then, you know, one thing led to another, and the next thing I know was going to med school. So that's kind of, it's not a, a very uh, <clears throat> earth-shattering moment that I <laughs> realized I needed to be a doctor, but that's the truth, to be honest. Yeah, and then when did you um, meet Aaron? And I met, Yeah, I met Aaron up here at A&M. We uh, both waited tables at uh, Cafe Excel. Oh, okay. um, the restaurant. Yeah. So she is actually a hostess initially and I was waiting tables. So um, we met then. Um, and then, you know, got so y'all got married before finished. you went to PT. I mean, uh, yes. PT, DO school. Yeah. We got married, um, uh, the year we got married 20, 2003 <laughs> took me a second there. Um, I was giving you a second. To thanks. I appreciate it, Ryan. Um, <laughs> And we almost started med school in 2004. So we were married okay. just about a year before we went to med school. Okay. Um, it was probably a really fun year of marriage, to be honest. Yeah. We didn't have many responsibilities, you know. <laughs> we both had jobs and we didn't need much. So it was, it was fun. And then, so at, you went and did your residency in family and then became a family doctor. Yeah. So I did my residency in family medicine, which is a three-year residency. Um, got out and actually all I did was ER. So I did ER for about uh, eight years. Um, kind of here in town. I worked at St. Joe's ER for a little while. I was down in Navasota. Um, and then kind of went over to the freestanding world for a little while. I was in, in, the, in the Cypress area. Um, I'd come up, up here a little bit, um, kind of moved around some until until we started this about three years ago. Okay. So how, how many years were you in ER? I was in ER, so 2011 and then 2000. So about seven years. Okay. Seven, eight years. Yeah. And then, so I want to hear a little bit about, um, Aaron told this story about uh -oh. you were, is it Belize that you go to or no? Oh, uh, uh, where, where um, was, in South America? Honduras. Honduras. Went to Honduras. Yes. Um, there was something related to you having this moment or y'all having this moment of realizing you needed to do something a little bit different. So yeah. seven years of ER and then now you're doing something totally different. Yeah. So great point. So I, it was that was the summer of let's see, give me a second. I do some math real quick. Um, 2017. So I think it was the summer of 2017. Well, yeah, we went to Honduras with a a, a local group that goes up there um, for a little mission group, but it's it's kind of medical related. Um, so I was one of the doctors that went up there, and it's a great experience. If you ever get the opportunity to do that, it's fantastic. It's like you, a medical mission. Yeah, it's like yeah. a medical mission. Um, it was awesome. Um, if you ever get the chance, just on the side note, don't pass it up. Um, but it was at that time that really some of the other places I was working at, in fact, one of them, two of them had shut down, just gone bankrupt, just due to greed and, and mismanagement and, and you name it. Um, two of the places I'd worked at in, in the last eight months had, mm -hmm. had gone up. 
one of them I found out while I was there. Um, so I knew I was going back. I wasn't going to have much of a job when I got back. So I think that's what she told me. Yeah. <laughs> so as I was there, I was, you know, you see, you know, the, the local people there were so excited to see physicians. They would stand in line hours and, it, you know, mm. it's not cool. It's hot, you know, and there was no AC and they were so excited. Even the last person you see would be so excited to see you and thankful and hugging you, you know, whereas here sometimes there's people angry after five minutes in the waiting room and they're angry, you know, so I started trying to, to come to this realization, you know, what are we doing there that's different um, than what we're doing here, you know, and I, and it boils down to me, it's value, you know, there's, there's not much value in our healthcare system here. We're there. It was extremely valuable. They would wait eight hours in the sun mm. in a static to see somebody. Wow. Um, we're here. You're like, Hey, it's, I got work to go to, you know, where you been, you know? Um, so that's kind of, yeah, kind of where I decided, hey, you know, when I get back home, maybe I can try to do this a little bit differently, at least throw that idea around and see if it would work out. So, yeah, when I came home, I didn't have a job, and I started this one. Up, so You pretty much started it right away when you got back? It was, yeah, I'm trying to think, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I think the 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 job I was at maybe had a couple weeks on its last leg. Um, and I had been thinking about doing something like this for a while, but I think while I was there, it really dawned on me this could work maybe. Um, and so, yeah, when I came back, I really started trying to get into details and trying to figure out what I needed to do. Um, and it was probably two weeks later that I started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. One reason I wanted to even have you on here is because I like to hear, I like to hear this kind of story of where you were and then where you've gotten to, right. um, in your business. And yeah. so, um, and, and that's a lot of a reason or the reason for that is because I can relate. Um, right. I, I was, I'm a physical therapist. I went to PT school and then kind of went into the system, kind of like you right. did with emergency. I was an outpatient physical therapy for eight years, um, so about the same yeah. amount of time. And I honestly got burned out. So yeah. I, because, and it's all because of the system. It's not because of um, course it's the way it's made of yeah. you know because of physical therapy. Right. Um, I love physical therapy. I love helping people. But I I had this moment, kind of like you, where I realized I'm I can't help people in the situation right. I'm in the way I know I can. Right. And so you had the same kind of thing where you realize, wow, they, these people value it way more because of right. the way things are set up here versus the way they are set up there. Exactly. Um, and so you, like many others, I think, um, maybe not yet, but I think eventually, and also with physical therapy, there's, there's change that's happening. Right. I agree. Um, because the healthcare world is so messed up in the U S that, people are realizing there's, there's other ways to help people right. outside of this system. Um, and maybe that will never be like the norm, but there always is going to be some people like what we're trying to do. Right. Um, give the kind of value that people deserve. I think. No, I agree. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I totally agree. I think healthcare, you know, has kind of exposed it's, it's, it's underbelly, so to say. And mm -hmm. now people are starting to ask questions where for so long it was meant to be confusing and so you don't ask questions, you just go along with it because that's what it's always been. You know, I just signed up for this plan, even though it goes up, you know, $500 every year, you know, you just signed up for it because you have to have something. But now I think people, because there's options like what we're doing, people are starting to ask questions. Hey, is this a possibility? How does that work? Um, which is great. You know, people need to have options. You never just want to have one option out there. Mm -hmm. um, so I totally agree. And so your um, whole foundation of starting 
doc or first it was my doc right exactly now it's yeah doc healthcare right um is was that you could provide a different kind of service that people value um and you don't have to worry about or even consider honestly a a third party right so you it's literally cutting out the third party um, exactly. and working for the, the way I like to say it actually with college station PT and performance is we work for the patient, right. not for the insurance company. Exactly. Um, and because these insurance companies, they're always going to be around They're multi-billion dollar companies. Um, but we just decided, no, that's not for us. And now you're realizing the potential, I think of what, right. what can, how much you can help people and build a team even around you. It's, you know, for, for a little while you did it by yourself. Right. Yes. Um, and, but we really need a team to, right, no, to help more people. And so, um, whenever you started doc, how, how, how did that transition go? I mean, um, I think from what Aaron told me, it was pretty quick as far as building up. Yeah, I think, well, she would probably think it's quick. I thought it was very, no, no. Um, I mean, within it, a few it was, months, no, right? it was really quick. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I was been very fortunate and a lot of blessings along the way that I had no control over. Um, you know, things like, you know, the, the, the media wanted to do an interview because a patient had told them about me, you know, things like that, that I could not have paid for that marketing that I got free. That's um, how I just because it worked out. out. Yes. Yeah, so I remember you being on the news and, and I was right. thinking about starting my own business. I was like, wait a second, who is this guy? <laughs> I need to talk to him. Yeah. So <laughs> things like that, that I could not have, you know, paid for yeah. um, was so valuable. We had a horrendous flu season two months into me starting. I mean, it was mm. terrible. It was like three years ago. It was a real bad flu season. So that, I mean, everyone was like, Hey, we got to go. We, hey, who's this guy? Fine. Bring him over, you know? Um, so there was a lot of things that, you know, fortunately for me, a lot of blessings along the way that there's no way I could have planned any of that, that helped me get going. Um, and really after the flu season, you know, I worked like a dog, but uh, after that, I really got the name around. Um, at least people knew, oh, yeah, there's this other guy in town who will come over to your house. You know? Yeah. So what um, does Doc do for you? I mean, what, how's it different then? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, primary care, even urgent care and minor emergency care, but we can do it at your house. So we come to you on your own time. So, you know, you can schedule us whenever you want. There's a schedule 15 minute increments all day long. You can just pick what time works best and then we show up. Um, whether it's at your work or uh, at your house or at a dorm room or construction site or wherever, we kind of go anywhere. So um, it's, and, and like you mentioned, we kind of take out the, you know, I kind of, we try to take out all the complicated factors. Um, you know, when you usually go see a provider, you have to worry about prior authorizations. You know, is this guy in network? What's my copay? You know, we don't deal with that. So it's basically, hey, how can I help you out? And that's it. And that's what we want to do. That's what the patient wants, you know, and, but in our system has gotten so convoluted and confusing that it's, that's, that never happens. You know, you Mm -hmm. deal with all this other stuff and then you get about three minutes to do that. Um, And then what does that do? That leaves both people angry. It leaves a provider upset because that's not what they want to do. And it leaves a patient upset. Mm -hmm. So um, again, there's no value there. So, Mm -hmm. and so what you have found is that people are really happy with, um, the way you're able to provide care for them. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I think they, you know, I, I think the benefit is, um, it's convenient. Um, first of all, um, in, in today's world, I mean, we get, you know, you can get packages from around the world delivered to your house and your groceries can be brought to your house. You know, mm-hmm. we should be able to bring a doctor to your house. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, people like that it's convenient, um, and communication is really big to us. And I think something that is another, 
factor lacking in our healthcare, which is probably a whole nother podcast we could talk about, but um, there is no communication in, in medicine. I mean, mm-hmm. for, go try to call your doctor's office and see what happens. You know, if you get a live person, you know, it's going to be a message and hopefully someone will get back with you in several days, or it's going to be a message, or it's going to say, go to the ER, you know, which is the worst thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, we Coming really, from an ER doc. yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, I think communication is big, We're really big on, Hey, if you have a problem, call me, text me, let me talk to you. Um, how's that sore throat doing the next day? You know, and it's, I think communication really, um, helps a lot of things out. So. I think communication alone is, is enough like to provide the, the kind right. of um, value uh, that people are looking for and, you know, stick a number on it. Like it, right. it honestly, I think comes to the point to where, I mean, yes, you have a business and you need to make money, but right. it's, you can pretty much, I mean, people are going to pay you whatever <laughs> right. to come help them. And, uh, and so that's one thing I think people uh, may not necessarily understand or know about the way that kind of, this kind of new service works. Uh, when you're when you're not contracted with an insurance company, that basically means that you just don't build an insurance company for them. Exactly. And so, um, kind of like what we do, I'm I'm pretty sure this is what you you do as well. You it's fee for service, right? And then you so you provide a re, a receipt, a super bill that has yeah. information on it that you can still quote unquote use your submit, insurance. Submit, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we have a lot of patients that do that and yeah. submit it to their insurance companies. Yeah, we and, do it. I yeah. use your service, and yeah. we do the same thing. So. Yeah, no, I I. I no, you hit the nail on the head for sure. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, whoever listens to this, just for even just for marketing purposes for you, right. um, it's, it's not necessarily a question of, do you take my insurance is it's like, how can you help me? And then yes, you can submit this to your insurance company. You just pay us, you know, the fee. And, right. uh, and that's another thing, transparency. I think that, um, right. it goes along with communication. You can be completely transparent with, how much something costs, what you're going to get out of that. Right. And, um, when someone calls, they're going to talk to a person, right. um, maybe even you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Sometimes it is me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're able to communicate through email or text message. Right. Um, and yeah, that may make you a little bit more busy, but at the same time, the, the, the return on like the satisfaction of that is, I think, in my opinion, totally worth it of, you know, I give my number out to everybody that right. I see. I want them to contact me at 5 a.m. if something, right. if they need something, you know, um, stuff like that. And they feel, may feel bad, but I want them to have that um, ability and awareness that they can do that. Um, and that's something, if you can provide that, I think in healthcare right now, it's, it's you're going to set yourself apart from everybody else. No, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, communication transparency, like you, you mentioned, is, is big. Um, that was one thing that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way in some of the other places I worked, you know, is patients would get these huge bills and, and a lot of times I couldn't control that. And, you know, all you could do is, I'm sorry, you know, I had no control over it. So, you know, that was one thing when I started, I was like, look, these are our prices. I want people to know exactly what they're going to pay. Again, then they can decide for themselves, hey, is this valuable enough for me to use? Or no, it's not valuable enough for me to use right now. So they can make that decision instead of being forced upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go to, to some people, they'll have the check all written out for the exact total and just hand it to me when I'm walking mm-hmm. out the door. So um, yeah, I agree. It's a big, it's a big aspect. And so you've probably learned a lot on like how people respond to this kind of thing over the last three years. And now you've grown beyond just yourself providing the care. Um, what are some of the things that have, that have changed along the way? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. A couple of the big things maybe. You know, I think um, 
you know, you're probably will feel the same way. You know, the way you envision it isn't always how it turns out in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in my mind, I was doing ER and urgent care and that kind of stuff. So in my mind, it was just going to be a mobile urgent care, basically, you know, and, and, and now it's kind of morphed into a lot more primary care because people would say, Hey, this worked out great. Can you just be my doctor? And, and, you know, at the beginning, I'm like, Hey, I'll do whatever, whatever you want me to do. I'll do it for you. You know? So, uh, yeah. So it kind of morphed into a lot more primary care. So we're probably 50, 50. We do still do what we call on demand, which is more, um, on sick visits and things like that. But then we do a lot of primary care, which I never would have thought people would, would use it, but they do. And, um, that's the biggest growing service is our primary care service. So, um, you know, I didn't, didn't necessarily think that's how it was going to end up, but it's going that way, and it's it's great. I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just having more services, you know, we have things like a lab service. We do some IV infusion services. We do um, functional medicine. So we have a lot of other services that I personally had no idea about, you know. And um, we've been able to grow that, and I never saw that coming either. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's 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 things I didn't see, but I'm so happy that they're here because you know, really great. So what about with something like, I mean, you started with urgent care. What if they, what if you need imaging? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I really, once you're, you know, when you're in the system, so to say, working, you don't ever have to worry about that because you just check a box and someone does it or, hey, this person needs CT. You know, when you're not, you know, I call around and I had a whole list of places that I would send people. Um, hey, do you have cash? Okay, let me, here are the prices for all these places. Let's find the right place for you to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have insurance? Okay, you can just go here. We'll get the CAT scan done. This one's really quick. They they call me right when it's done. You know, so there was a lot of uh, legwork on my end to come up with some places to use. And now I kind of have some regular places I go to that are work very well with us. Um, but yeah, it's interesting having to do that on your own. Um, besides just checking a box and then somebody yeah. else do. Are some of those mobile as well? Yeah, we have a so yeah we have a mobile X-ray guy. Really neat. He's probably another guy to have on this podcast. He's a really interesting yeah. guy. Um, yeah. So he and he was existing before I was around. So you know he reached out to me. Fortunately, Gabby has a mobile X-ray. So you know for a flat fee, he'll come to your house or apartment or you name it and, and do X-rays. And we've done you know fractures and found pneumonias and uh, you know foreign body, you name it through X-rays. And so it's just another. It's a neat service that very mimics ours a lot, but uh, is through radiology. So it's it's great. I mean, we go see somebody that needs an X-ray. I text him. He comes over, and within an hour, uh, the radiologist will have read it, and we got the read and ready to go. Um, yeah, it's, it's really it's really a great deal. I never could have seen that one coming. Yeah. Either. So I mean, basically, I mean, with the urgent care aspect, we'll stay on this for a second. Yeah. Is you've got imaging at your disposal. Um, you've got uh, any kind of medication prescription and then injection, whatever yeah. in, through injection. Also, I mean, I've, I've heard that you've been on construction sites, yeah. stitching people up. Yeah. I mean, probably in homes too. Yeah. Uh, so you're able to even provide that kind of service. any, right. almost any kind of, um, maybe not level one trauma, but right, no, right, right, right. But I mean, I don't think anybody would call you for that. Hopefully, hopefully not. No. <laughs> I have sent some, definitely had to send some people to the ER who were in rough shape when I go there, but mm-hmm. yeah, for minor stuff, you know, like stitches or, or, you know, minor cuts, you know, gluing skin adhesive staple, things like that. You know, kids that need some gluing or something. Yeah. We do all that procedures like abscesses and um, splinting. We can do splints for someone has a, fractured arm we can put a splint on and, and get them to follow up with orthopedist or, or something mm-hmm. so, yeah um it's you know as i've gotten to do this more you realize there's really a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. you know my narrow mind just had urgent care 
But as I get going, I'm like, man, I could do this. There's no reason I can't do this. You know, women's health, we can do all this stuff now that, yeah, I didn't really foresee happening. Um, but as you get going, you realize, hey, this is totally doable. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of been neat for me to see. And so with the primary care aspect of it, I mean, you've started developing programs for families and for businesses right? from what I've seen. Um, and also something that, you know, we potentially will be using in the future. We already do with our family, um, but having a business, it's something that we need to be able to provide for right. staff that we yes. get to come on. Um, is that part of your primary care yes. kind of packaging? Yeah. So I would see a lot of, you know, it kind of started with me seeing a lot of small business owners mm -hmm. as, as patients, you know, for usually they either didn't have insurance or just kind of paid cash anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so I would see a lot of them and they would all say, man, this is a great little deal you have. I wish you had something for businesses because we want to provide something for our employees, but we can't pay six, $700 a month and we can't afford that. We'd go bankrupt. And of course that's, that got me thinking. So um, yeah, we came up with a, a little, uh, a membership plan. We actually do it for families as well, which you have a lot of families, but we also offer it for businesses with the same kind of plan that offers primary care, urgent care, or even stitches and things like that kind of offers all of our services at a low rate, a low monthly rate, and they kind of can have them unlimited. So they can call us whenever they want, but it allows small business owners to, Hey, here's some, some benefits I can give my employees. It's a low cost for them. So they don't break the bank. Um, but then gives us this quality, convenient health service to their employees. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been popular. So you, I mean, you obviously can't do all this by yourself right now. Yes. You've, you've got, what kind of staff do you have? Helping? Yeah. So I've got awesome staff. That's another thing I could not have seen coming. It's just the, the awesome people we have that joined up with me. Um, we have several physicians. We have Dr. Suarez, who's a family medicine physician. We have Dr. Soltz, who's a pediatrician. And we have several nurse practitioners who are all awesome, been in the community for a while. Um, we have a, you know, a place with the Woodlands, have a nurse practitioner up there and a nurse practitioner down in the, in Waco as well. So we have a great staff that are all awesome um, and, and really excited about doing something a little different. And, and uh, it's just worked out really well. But fortunately, they're all with me because they're uh, it was getting busy there for a little while. Yeah. And that's how you're able to even provide like more of these services. Yes. Um, you, you mentioned Dr. Suarez. She's, you said family medicine, but she also has a specialty. Functional medicine. And functional medicine. Yes. Yeah. So she does functional medicine, which um, my wife has seen her for. Um, she sees a lot of patients in town for that, but it's a real neat, it's kind of a, um, they're very in-depth visits. So you're talking maybe an hour, hour and a half visits. And she really goes over everything, nutrition, your medical history, uh, uh, lifestyle, activity level, you know, mm -hmm. medications you may be on, any labs you've ever had. So they're really in-depth visits um, that kind of try to look at uh, everything and it kind of involves everything that's going on in your life and then try to come up with a good plan. Usually get some, some kind of specific labs for that person. Hey, we need to check X, Y, and Z on you. On this person, we just need to check X and Y, you know, so really specific labs tailored to that person uh, and then come up with a plan, whether it's supplements or acting or, or doing this or stopping this, uh, eating this or not eating that. Um, and then some regular follow-ups. It's been really great. My wife, it's really helped my wife out a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I learned about it. Uh, and I would have a lot of people ask me about it when I was seeing them. I was like, no, I need to get somebody on here who can do that. So um, fortunately for me, I already knew Dr. Suarez. So I really you know, pestered her for a long time until she finally relented. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. <laughs> she also helps our family as well. Yeah. Um, so now that you've expanded into Waco and the Woodlands, you said you have some nurse practitioners there. Yes. I mean, what's, I mean, 
do you, where do you see that going? Yeah, you know, so you know, I really think we can provide all the services that we have here there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Suarez, we do a lot of our, our functional, of our functional medicine visits we do virtually. A lot of our primary care visits we can do virtually. So she can cover all of these areas. We even have some some uh, some uh, possibilities of other physicians joining us in the future that can cover some of these areas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I envision it to be just like this, um, to providing that, you know, high quality, convenient care um, in these other areas. Yeah, that's awesome more about that okay so what about as as far as your clientele um i I think you typically see probably a lot of families um because it's of the convenience factor right um from what i understand and i think i've heard you say that before uh but what about do you see uh besides the ones that are calling in for just general illnesses um like sports and orthopedic type related injuries whether it's kids college age or even adults do you see a lot of like the active population, like getting little acute injuries? Do you deal with that much? Yeah, I do. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the majority of what I see, but definitely we see it. I see, we see a lot of college students, um, a lot of intramural injuries on mm. um, the next day, things like that. Yeah, we've, I've had, in fact, we had a fracture yesterday. Um, so I definitely see fractures, sprains, concussions um, with high school athletes. I'll see them the next day because um, we can get an x-ray at their house, you know, mm-hmm. so it works out really well. But yeah, I do see some uh, our fair share of acute injuries, um, you know, orthopedic stuff. So what is your, um, what's the process there? I mean, with something that's acute like that, an ankle sprain, you diagnose it, you tell them what to do, and then what do you, I, mean, I guess it depends. I mean, you may right. have a fracture, follow up with the orthopedist. Or right. Yeah. What? Usually if it's a fracture, we'll, we'll follow, have them follow up with the orthopedist, or at least we'll communicate with them and say, hey, when, do you, when would you like to see this person? Hey, four weeks. Okay, let's do it in four weeks. Or I need to see them probably in two days. Um, whatever, the, you know, I kind of ask them or just send them over there. So you'll them. reach out to the yeah. orthopedic. Yeah, a lot of times I have a great, medicine. there's a great group of physicians in this town in general, um, but several that I know that are, are, are just awesome. And I can text them and say, hey, look, here's what I got. You know, what, is this someone I need to send in immediately or can we see them in a week? And they're, super helpful and they're like yeah yeah send them over and i'll get them in in five days you know so i have a group of specialists that i kind of keep on speed dial so to say yeah and uh and and and, and are so helpful um because they all they they see what i'm doing and they're trying to do the same thing so mm-hmm. um yeah so it really works out really well what about physical therapy yeah so physical therapy so things i've learned from you hey you know early range of motion so i tell people hey look early range of motion if it's not fractured obviously yeah. so if we have like a sprain I tell people, hey, look, we can don't use those crutches too much. Let's kind of start, you know, moving around even very easily initially. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously give them to people like you yeah. um, some immediate care like ice and things like that. But then early range of motion and hey, let's go see Brian. Yeah. Um, so we do see our fair share for sure. Yeah, because I would think that you you do see a lot of the active population, whether they're doing just gym, weightlifting, CrossFit, yeah. running, um, you know, a lot of, I mean, it starts happening more often. You see when, when you get over 30 or 40 years old, <laughs> yes. you quote unquote, you know, pulled your back or threw out, right, threw exactly. out your back. Um, yeah. It, you would be a good person to, I think, have on speed dial for that. Uh, yeah. To get over there and at least assess the situation and yeah. figure out, you know, where you need to go from there. Because one thing I think that people, um, just consumers have trouble with is who do I call? Right. And yeah, so totally the, agree that's mostly on us as healthcare providers right i agree as far as like educating the general population of who can help you and when can they help you right and so with something like what you do a mobile service 
there's a lot of things that you can do to help them that will save them a lot of headaches from trying to call and get in somewhere in right. waiting days. You can usually probably get in the same day if it's something yeah, serious definitely same or day, yeah. something acute. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think especially those types of people, those active people usually love the convenience. That's the biggest thing to know because usually active, they're active. They get stuff going on and they don't have time to go sit somewhere for a while. So they do usually love the convenience. Hey, meet me at my house or I'm just going to be, meet me at my job. You know, I'm just, I did something in my knee and I'm running and meet me at my work, you know, so that, that really works out for them. I think also a lot of people are afraid, not afraid necessarily, but they don't want to go to a medical professional because they might be told to not do something that they love to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing that <laughs> afraid I, to hear the tr- yeah, I yeah. see a lot of, yeah. well, it's maybe the so, truth, but also, yeah. um, for example, so with, with college station PT, one of my things is I want to be active and kind of a lead from the front example. Right. So I get in there and I get in there with runners. I get in there with crossfit. Yeah. I get in there with triathletes, with golfers. And so I can kind of understand first. I, I, I enjoy that, but right. also so I can understand what they're putting their body through. And so if they came to me uh, with a back injury and they were back squatting their body weight or double their body weight, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing unless they're just going in out of nowhere and doing right. it. Um, and they, if they were to come to me, I would be able to help them work through the proper um, evaluation to see like what may have caused this and then get you back to that point. Um, But unfortunately with people that aren't really in that situation and they, they have that person come to them, um, they will tell them, well, don't do that anymore. Right. And that crushes them. Like it just crushes that person who loves to be in there working out and think about you want people to be active. If she's in there active every day doing CrossFit, then she, and she's told not to do it. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> she would not listen first of all, I mean, but you know, you're right. I mean, the last thing you want to tell is someone who's motivated to be active, to not be active. I mean, that would be, mm-hmm. I don't know who that'd be the ter- worst thing to say. Mm-hmm. You may have to adjust things or, 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 you know, do some other things for a little, but yeah, you never want to tell somebody who's active to not be active. That's the, yeah. the biggest fight is to get people to be active. So yeah, I totally agree. So on that, on that point about being active, I wanted to talk a little bit more about how the, just the benefits uh, cardiovascularly, yeah. but also um, mentally and psychologically with what what kind of physical and overall you know activity and wellness can have an effect like on your whole person, oh, um, on your soul and on your body. Yeah, that's a that's man, that's a long. We could have a whole conversation on that. That's that's a great point. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, I always tell people the big three: eat well exercise and don't smoke, you know, you put yourself in a good position as much as you can control, um, you know, staying active and not just, Hey, I've got to go run three miles every day. You know, just being active, just being active, even on your busy days, take the stair, you know, do stuff like that, walking around the neighborhood, you know, just being active, you know, it's really more of a mindset as opposed to a, a, a checklist. You know, I think sometimes you view it as, okay, I was active today. Okay, what do I'm doing next? As opposed to always being active, it doesn't even need to be on your checklist. So um, I agree, being active is one of the more fundamental things you can do for yourself um, to improve your health. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no secret about that. Uh, so I, I think it's really a, a mindset, being a routine, get it in a routine. It's hard to um, just start. And, you know, the starting is hard because you got to make it a routine. But once you it's a routine for you, it's what you do. You know, you, you drink coffee, you go work out or whatever your routine is, but it's part of your routine. So it's so important. I mean, it's 
I can't overemphasize the importance of being active. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it helps you name a, a system of your body and it will help it. You know, your bones, your joints, your skin, I mean, your vision, I mean, your blood flow, your heart, your, I mean, everything, it improves everything. Um, I know personally, when I'm really stressed, my activity is what suffers first. So when I'm really having a stressful month or, or time or whatever it is, I realize, man, I hadn't worked out three or four days. And for whatever reason, I just, you know, I go over things in my head and go over it again, go over it again, go over it again. Mm-hmm. When I'm working out, I don't have time. I always got to think of this because I'm going to fix it somehow in my mind, you know, yeah. which I never will. But that's what I think I'm going to do. So unfortunately for me, that's one of the first things to leave is working out. So I always have to fight myself and say, okay, I know this is a stressful time, but I have to go work out. Um, and if you, you can make it in those periods of your life, when you're not stressed, it's going to be easy. You know, it'll just be routine. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I do it. What kind of activities do you do now? I mean, you said you got Yeah, to so, you know, I'm kind of an odd one. I do a lot of stuff at home. Um, it's not odd these days. Yeah, well, <laughs> true. Before COVID, even before COVID, believe it or not, I did a lot of stuff at home. Um, and I think a lot of it was, you know, from the Marines, um, obviously I didn't do it at home in the Marines, but I was, you know, it, it taught me to stay active and I saw the benefit of being active. And I wanted to maintain that activity level because I knew if you didn't, it was going to be easily lost. Uh, and then you go to, to med school, which is hard to find time, um, especially your first couple of years in, in, in med school and the first year of residency. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of time, you know, maybe really 20 minutes yeah. um, and you hadn't been home for a day and a half. So it's hard to get up and go somewhere or find a schedule. So it was easy for me to just to do some stuff at home, whether it was you know, some of these home workout things like P90 and things like that. Um, I did a lot of that, to be honest. Um, and even now I have things like Peloton in my house that I can uh, you know, schedule my own time and at least stay active. You know, I will get bored with one thing though. So I found I have to change it up. So if I just do the bike five days a week, I can guarantee you after about three weeks, I'll be like, okay, I need to go do something else. I don't want to do this anymore. So then I'll, you know, maybe start trying to run or go do a P90 again, or, or start doing some more pushups and pull-ups and things like that. So I try to, I've learned, I have to mix it up, but I do a lot of it at home. Unlike my wife who, you know, is, so much better at it than I am. You know, she goes to the gym every single day. She has a great group she works out with. Um, she's what I aspire to be, but I'll never be like that, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's part of it. Like, I mean, everyone is a little bit different. So right. understanding who you are and what is going to help you the most right. um, is, is I think, the first thing you have to overcome in order to get out there and be consistent. So, I mean, going out and working out in a gym is not – for everybody, it's right. maybe for, like you said, for your wife, right. for you, you like to work out at home. So that's one thing I hear from a lot of people, um, especially talking on this podcast about being active, what yeah. they do to stay active. It's I've, I've never heard the same story right. or the same routine. Um, everyone's got a little bit something different. that, And so how, when did you realize like that's how you were, like as far as what, what you needed and what you enjoyed? You know, I really, when I, so coming out of the Marines, you know, always stayed active. Usually it was in the weight room, you know, the normal stuff you did when you were younger. Um, but when I got into med school, that was a luxury I did not have anymore. Um, I didn't have, you know, the rec at A&M where I could just pop on over whenever I wanted and go work out. You know, I didn't have that luxury. Um, and so really I lost it. So for the first eight or nine months, you're like, man, I, when am I going to work out? I keep thinking, okay, next month I'll do it. Next month I'll do it. And then you realize, hey, this is just reality. I need to either do this or I'm not going to do it. You know, um, 
So then that's when I was like, hey, a friend of mine was doing P90X. I was like, let me try it. And it was great because a lot of it was stuff I did in the Marines, push-ups and pull-ups to me was right mm-hmm. up my alley. So yeah. um, so I, at that point, I was like, hey, this is, and, and I really saw a lot of results. I kind of got back to the shape I was in or close as I was back then. And, and so I saw the benefit, which is the key, right? You got to see some benefit. So after I saw the benefit, I was like, hey, this is okay. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, you know, I did it for several years, to be honest, and I had to do change and do something different. Um, but that's kind of when I realized, hey, I, you know, I like going to the gym. And there have been periods of time in my life where I went to the gym all the time. And I love it. And there's a, some great aspects about doing that, about working out with other people and kind of purse each other. You get to meet people. Um, but so far in my life, it's just been more amenable to working out at home and because mm-hmm. it may be, you know, maybe six in the morning this day, but it may be six o'clock in the evening tomorrow. And I got to do it right now because I got a meeting in three, you know, an hour. So um, it really works out great for me. Yeah. So everyone has different starting points. So someone that um, hasn't been active for very long or at all, right. um, and maybe they have seen you for, okay, so this is actually kind of a story about me a little uh-huh. bit, um, is I was really active and then um, I, for about 10 years, I didn't really do much activity other than just the random basketball right. um, here and there with friends. And then <clears throat> I had some blood work done and my cholesterol was kind of a borderline high. And that, that was my wake up call. Sure, yeah. um, and I realized, okay, I got to start doing something. Yeah. So, but for me, it, what worked for me was just going all in. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that works for everybody. So I right. went all in. I was at 5 a.m. working out Good for two for years yeah. at the same place um, where I was working at the time. That's awesome. Um, so what would you, I mean, tell somebody that they, they, they realize they had this wake-up call. Usually there's a turning point. Where right. It's like, okay, I just got diagnosed with this problem. Right. Or it's usually medically related. Or um, they're depressed or they're stressed. And yeah. they need, they know that they've been told multiple times that they need physical activity. I mean, where do you start? Like, what's yeah, the best way to start? That's a great question. I, you know, I always tell people, look, you, you know, you're not going to work out and run a marathon in three days. You know, don't expect overnight success. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's again, it's a mindset, not necessarily a checklist. You know, you have to look at it like that. This is going to be something I'm going to incorporate in my day every day for the rest of my life. It's not like, hey, I'm going to start working out and see what happens next month. You know, I think you have to look at it that way. Um, look at it as like, hey, you know, I'm not going to go lift weights for five days and then be where I want to go. And, and now I'm on to the next thing. It's going to be a lifelong thing. And, and it doesn't always have to be a, a, a CrossFit class or a P90X class or a Peloton. It can be mowing the lawn. You know, they can do things that you have to have done, you know, working out outside, working your yard, you know, moving these things around, getting outside, just being active. Um, it's not necessarily a, a workout, you know, class. Um, it can be a lot of these things mixing. Now, maybe workout class some days, but some days it may be, look, I just need to go outside and do something. I need to walk around the neighborhood and do something. You know, don't feel like you're going to be, you know, a superstar gold medalist right mm-hmm. out of the box. It's going to take a long time um, to to kind of see some benefits, to be mm-hmm. honest, maybe two or three months. But yeah. um, get it in a mindset, get it in a routine, and then it'll be easy. You know, it, it's getting that, that initial start. It's tough, and, it, and it's going to, you know, it's not easy, um, but stick with it. Um, and, and really find something you like, find a list of things you like and, and rotate, you know, move it mm-hmm. around. So you're not doing the same thing all the time, yeah. but just know it's going to, it's going to take some, it's going to take some time. And that kind of leads into, you said, mix it up, do some different things. What about someone who's been doing it for a long time? And so this is kind of like you, you, right. you realize, okay, I got to change something to keep going. Um, right. is that what you would say? I mean, suggest for advice to someone who's been active and maybe they just, they're getting stale or stagnant with yeah. their 
Definitely. Workouts. I mean, you think, right. I mean, you, you're kind of my age. So, you know, when we grow up, what was working out? We're lifting weights, you know, that was all there was, right? I mean, you had to run, but no one liked running, you know, it was work, it was lifting weights or you went and ran. That was about it, right? So look at what we have now. I mean, we have all these plethora of classes and you name it, there's things out there from Pilates to yoga to bar classes to cross, I mean, you name it, right? So um, mix it up and you would be surprised you would like some of this stuff. I remember P90X, great story, P90X has a yoga thing, right? Mm -hmm. So you know I've me. I've done it before. I was like, yoga? <laughs> I'll just skip that day. I'll go do some push-ups. It was right? hard. I did it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The first day I did it, I was like, oh my, I mean, it was just sweat was pouring yeah. down my face. I was like, this yeah. is, are you kidding me? So, and really, to be honest, I don't do it as much now, but when I was doing it regularly, it was at least as beneficial, if not more beneficial than all the push-ups I was doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it was that beneficial. And I was like, what? I was such an idiot, you know, and, and things like that, that you would never have tried are really beneficial for you. And sometimes as you get older, sometimes it's needed. Hey, you don't need to always be banging to, you know, benching 250 every time, you know, go do some yoga and stuff like that is really beneficial, especially as you get older, maintaining, you know, motility and range of motion of those joints is super important. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. And so like you've said before that this affects, has physical effects, has mental effects, yes. um, spiritual effects. Definitely. And so uh, one thing that I actually, try to bring up with a majority of the people that I see and talk to is similar to what you said earlier, except for the smoking part, but you said right. eat right, exercise, don't smoke. Right. Which, you know, that's phys right. fully physically. It's cheap. not as important now. It used to be 10 years ago. You had to take yeah. smoking. So there's those, those things about, right. you know, being the things you can do like pretty, it's like low hanging fruit. I mean, yeah, you can I can start stuff. to change what I'm eating. Yeah. I can move a little bit more and don't smoke. Right. And so that's going to affect your overall health. Um, one thing that I, and I think you probably have a similar approach is you look at nutrition, which you mentioned, yeah. um, sleep, yes. which, you know, we, you, so we can talk about sleep too. Yeah. And then, um, stress and exercise or movement. And so yeah. when I bring somebody in, I realize that, you know, if they've say they've hurt their back doing a front squat or a deadlift, it's not because of that one event that they hurt their back. Right. There were a lot of things yes, that led exactly. up to that. Yeah. And so, we may never exactly figure out what it was. Um, and you know, You're which right. is hard for the patient to understand. They want to know like, why did it happen? Right. Now? Yeah. Um, well you have to start looking at these other things of, um, well, what, what, how do you eat? Right. Um, how is your n nutrition and your diet? Um, and how is your sleep? Are you sleeping eight hours a night in a right. cool room? That's really dark. Um, and you know, for your quality of sleep. Right. And then, uh, as far as stress, those other three things, nutrition, um, sleep and exercise really affect like your stress levels. Right. Um, everyone has different interpretations psychologically right. of how they're, how they deal with stress. But most people that come to me, they're hurt. And that is one of the things that relieves their stress yeah, exactly. is doing that thing. And so I know I yeah. do need to get this back to normal so that we can keep them stress free or low stress. But if I don't, I feel like if I'm, I'm doing a disservice to them, if I don't, um, talk about their nutrition and sleep right, as well, no. even though I'm not an expert in those things. Um, is that kind of how you approach things too? I mean, if you Definitely. had the time like to, I mean, I know probably Dr. Suarez is able to like look at this more from right. a whole, um, because it does take a little bit of time, but no, you're, you're totally correct. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, you know, our goal is to take care of the patient, right? Um, not just medically in my mind, it's, it's everything. Hey, 
financially. I, I need to not charge them $5,000 to go see them. You know, that's taking care of them too. You know, mm-hmm. um, how can you help their stress? Stress is a whole other podcast we could have, you know, that affects everything. You, you name it, it's going to affect it. You know, sleep hygiene. I mean, that's a lost art is, is getting a good night's sleep, right? With, mm-hmm. with all of our energy drinks and our, you know, zoom calls at 10 o'clock. I mean, that's a lost art. I just mean, our phone. it's yeah. so important. Yeah. Just our, yeah, our screen all the time. So, thing, um, no, I, I totally agree. Rarely is there one cause mm-hmm. to anything. Um, it's usually a multitude of causes that have been over time. I totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, we have the same philosophy. It right. sounds like, I mean, you're pro. I mean, I think most medical professionals do. Right. Um, and we've been, uh, I guess kind of blessed in the last few years of realizing we can get out of this right. and help people, you know, to a higher level, higher degree. I agree. Um, I mean, I think what you've said so far, like everything is, is extremely helpful for not just the active individual, but someone who, um, is wanting to change like their health habits, their lifestyle. Uh, you can definitely help them in many different ways. Um, and, and so we're kind of the same way. I mean, we can help people a lot of ways they don't realize. And I think just getting people to understand, uh, like you mentioned, you know, getting a $5,000 bill from somebody, like I had a friend tell me the other day, I went into the ER and it, it cost me $3,000. Right. That happened this weekend, you know, right. whatever. Um, and so people had the question of like, well, why is it so much? And, and then even they may hear your price and think, oh, that's still expensive. Right. Cause I'm not using my insurance. Right. Um, do you get that a lot? This is kind of going back a little bit, right. but do you get that a lot about like, I'm, I have insurance. Why can't I, I, I want to use it. Uh, I don't get much. I think people know, I don't get much like, Hey, I have this. I want to use it. I don't get that. I'd get, Hey, do you file with insurance? I'll say, you know, like, okay. Most people are like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use this or they don't use this. I never get anyone saying, Hey, I have this. I want to use it. Uh, most people, to be honest, don't like it. And they're like, it's terrible. It doesn't cover anything. I have to, you know, yeah. which goes back to what we were talking about. You know, there's no value there. So, yeah. um, most people totally understand me. I totally understand why you don't take it. I wouldn't either, you know, so, um, no, I really don't have any problems with it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, so far, <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> that's something that is a challenge for us is in it? our business. Yeah. Because I think his physical therapy is a little yeah. lower on the totem pole as far as like that's what people sure. value it as or what we, they, they don't realize what we can yeah. do for them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's part of the challenge and, you know, challenge accepted. And that's what we're right. Yeah. To do. I mean, it's a lot of it's education and just say, yeah. look, no, I agree. It's, um, it's different for sure. Yeah. So, um, just kind of wrap it up a little yeah. bit. What, what is uh, an activity that you would like to try that you've never tried before? That, oh, have you ever thought about this? <laughs> um, and you said you like to change it up. So yeah, um, I mean, there's something out that's there a that great question. I would it would have to be something super exciting because I feel like I'm probably like the most boring man in America. So it would have to be like uh, blindfolded cliff diving or something like. I mean, it would have Does to be something exist? super. I don't know. We can do it. You know. I mean. <laughs> It would have to be something very exciting because that's you know that would be totally off the wall for me. One's a marine, always. A marine. Yeah, I guess so. Um, no, I can't really. I'm trying to think of you know, I would maybe. I don't like heights at all, um, but I think part of me says it would be neat to go skydiving, but part mm-hmm. of me says there's no way. Um, so maybe th- that would be somewhere up there, um, but I don't know. Oh, I'll think about any it. Any specific sports that you want to try or be good sports. at? Sports. You know, honestly, I'm doing good just 
to be active, you know, to be honest, you know, I used to love playing, you know, intramurals and stuff like that, but you know, time is hard. Um, so it's hard to, to get on a team or do, I wouldn't even know how to do that to be honest. Um, but I do like playing, you know, I like playing basketball and stuff with some friends and I'll do mm-hmm. that. Nothing serious. Trust me. Yeah. Um, but really I, it's a win for me to stay active. Um, whether it's, on the Peloton or doing some pushups consistently or doing pull-ups or running, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I like that, you know, cause it's, you know, I kind of can get where I don't have to think about too many things and that's, I like that. So, I, you know, I can keep it myself and not have to think about things for 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I, I enjoy that. So whether that's, you know, running or, or, or whatever, or doing mm-hmm. the bike or, or something. So to me, that's as, that's good for me, to be honest. <laughs> what sports and activities are your kids doing? Uh, let's see. So my daughter rides horses, which I don't even know how we got into that, to be honest. It's a whole other story. i still asking myself how we got into that. But it is what it is. She's riding, has ridden horses for a while now. Yeah. She loves that. And it's really a great um, – it's great because it teaches her a lot of responsibility. She has to get up there and take care of it. She has to clean out the stalls. Mm-hmm. It's not just – going to practice and she comes home. So I love that aspect that it's teaching her a lot of responsibility. Um, my middle uh, daughter uh, loves soccer. So she plays a lot of soccer. My youngest son, he plays football and basketball. He's still young enough. He kind of likes it and his friends play. So he likes to go do all that kind of stuff. So they're pretty active. Fortunately, they take after the mom for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're still active. Yeah. It's just a struggle. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, the benefits of it. So. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this is awesome. We've, so we talked about, um, how you became a doctor, uh, what led you into that, what led you into emergency medicine, and then eventually starting your own business, all about Doc Healthcare. Uh, we'll put all the information there in the show notes about that. How can they contact you through uh, if they need if they yeah, need you know, to come to their house? Yeah, the easiest way is just on the website. Okay. Docishere.com, D-O-C-I-S-H-E-R-E.com. And you can schedule a visit and you can see who works for us and look at every, a lot more information on there. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it has all the details uh, about what we talked about yeah. and all the different um, things that you offer through Doc Healthier. But, and then also um, how do we stay active? How does Dr. Richard stay active? How, I mean, yeah. what are we, do, what are we doing to help ourselves live longer, healthier lives? Um, we talked about that. Is there anything else you want to add? No final words? Man, not that I can think of. Um, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so we'll put all the information down in the show notes about how to contact you. I really appreciate you coming on. This is awesome. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, I'd love to. Anytime, you let me know. All right, thanks. For more information about College Station Physical Therapy and Performance, please visit our website at collegestationpt.com or check us out on Facebook at College Station Physical Therapy and Performance or on Instagram at College Station PT. That's it for today. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, to The Active Texan.